The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome back for another episode of Data Gurus. I'm your host, Seema Vasa, and I am lucky to have Dr. Scott McDonald here joining us. He is the president and CEO of the Advertising Research Foundation. Welcome, Scott. Time to welcome this week's Data Guru. Hey, thank you. Nice to have you here. I know we've been juggling schedules and stuff, but I'm glad we could make the time. Excellent. Happy to be here. Scott, I'm so curious. You know, I know a lot of younger people are trying to get into this industry or thinking about it. And you certainly have an amazing background of experience and research. I wanted to ask you a question. If you're somebody starting in research today, what, what, would, you, what would you ask them to think about in terms of joining the industry and why they might potentially like it? Ah, well, I mean, I think a lot a lot of what happens to people in careers is very circumstantial. And so the best laid plans of mice and men don't always lead you yes. to where you think they're going to go. Right. So I guess my first advice would be never take a job that doesn't excite you and, and interest you uh, because then you're going to devote way too much energy to trying to you make, know, it work. make it work yeah. or or be, be feeling frustrated. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I, I feel very much that time, any time that we spend has to have kind of intrinsic value. It's sure. not all about planning for the future. Yes. So you, you kind you of, be here. you need to, you need to be digging it right <laughs> yeah, now. Right. Um, so I, I, I'd certainly say that I think it, there's value in, uh, people are naturally attracted to whatever are the, the sexiest and hottest yeah. uh, companies, sure. uh, places where there's growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, where uh, they have money to do things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is, you know, a sensible filter to to put on it. I think you also need to try and think about always being in a position where you're going to learn new things yeah. on the job and be able to kind of develop your skills sure. and methodology, but also kind of just an understanding, not just the research right. part of it, the data part of it, but how that fits into making the whole thing run. We right. we tend to be siloed, or well, we, we're siloed, but we tend we tend to view the world very much from from uh, a, a, a person centric or right. a, a, you know yes. an egocentric viewpoint. Right. That's true. Um, yeah. And and so if you're in the analytics profession or the research profession, uh, you, I mean, it's it's great that that. Profession actually has a sense of professionalism sure. that that some other things might not as much, and people want to feel like they're part of that profession. They want to share best practices right. with with peers uh, elsewhere to a degree that is less common in some other fields. I think. Sure. Um, but um, I, I think it's really valuable to also understand 
how all the other parts work. So, for example, my first job in the business mm -hmm. was at Time Magazine. Okay. So I was coming out of academia. Right. Freshly minted PhD, yeah. uh, a sociologist of all things. Uh, right? You know, so I, I did have background in quantitative uh, mm -hmm. social science. Um, but the first job, which was very much a research and analytics, trying to understand some anomalies in the audience measurement, right. and pretty wonky technical stuff for the time, yeah. gave me an opportunity to understand production. Right. Uh, Marketing and circulation and distribution, uh, editorial. Um, so the broader all, picture. Yeah, the right. whole the whole thing, and it was fascinating. Yeah. You know, and and you get better at your, what your the part you're yes. doing if you really try to understand the 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 fullness of the enterprise, and you can still very much want to be a right. specialist in whatever excites you, right. but. But don't get too uh, blinkered. I by totally it. agree yeah. with that. Yeah. It's almost a, a curiosity, yeah. like having the curiosity, not just in within your specific profession or job, but really thinking about how it all ties. But together. you get you get better at your job yes. that way, and also, you know, you even though we all like to geek out right. and 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 speak the language yeah. of our specialization, and part of that kind of always helps to. Um, uh, confer authority on right. you and things like that. But at the end of the day, you really should be able to explain in plain English, English. <laughs> you know, the, the what your findings have right. been and, you know, to be able to frame it in the stand, you know, from the uh, from the rhetorical standpoint sure. of, of, of people, right. you know, so people do this, people do that. Uh, not we X tab this bar by that bar and, <laughs> and you know, we found we X found, percentage. You know, and you know, it's, it's just a, a form of communication. Sure. So being engaged in as many facets of any business yep. uh, as as are available to yes. you uh, is, I think, uh, a good way of building your communication skills. Now, that's very useful. That's great advice. Let's turn to kind of your day to day at ARF. What okay. is what's the main mission of ARF for listeners who might not know, and and what are the, some of the topics you're tackling? Okay, so the uh, Advertising Research Foundation. I like to describe it as the Switzerland of the media uh, and uh, uh, advertising mm -hmm. ecosystem. It okay. is the one place in the industry where all of the major power centers and functional groups come together. They're all equally represented. Okay. So by that, I mean the, the the big advertisers and marketing companies, right. the clients, yeah. the ad agencies, right. uh, the media companies, including all of the platform companies sure. and uh, Google and Facebook and wow. all those guys, right. um, uh, and the research companies, the Nielsen's, the Comscores, right. but also the ad tech Sure. Uh, sector. So they're all represented. Mm -hmm. They're all on my board. They're all mm -hmm. represented on my board of directors. Um, so what the ARF does, and it was established by the uh, Association of National Advertisers and the 4As, the American Association of Advertising Agencies, in 1936. That's wow. 81 years ago. Right. Uh, and originally, and its mission is still the same. It's okay. to... Um, Advance the scientific understanding of advertising, marketing, media. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so science is the key word. We bring a scientific method. Right. And that means transparency. Yeah. It means uh, replicability. It means sharing best practices. Okay. It means uh, being willing to uh, reject what we thought was true mm -hmm. if we can't demonstrate it with 
data or with experimentation. Right. Um, it means uh, open discussion and eventually kind of establishing a fact. I know right. we're supposed to be in a post-fact yeah. America. I don't think we are. I think sooner or later facts we'll come back. will come back and they matter. Okay. You know, and, and sooner or later, I mean, if the if if the sun doesn't orbit around the earth, eventually you're going to have to give up some theories sure. in astronomy that, that you know, that, yeah. and say, well, I know we believed in Ptolemy a lot for a long time, but right. there's this new guy, Caper- Copernicus. Right. <laughs> and, you know, he seems to have the data supporting his, his point of view. Right. So, um, you know, that is the, the mission of the ARF. Okay. And it remains that it started out with uh, uh, addressing questions like, What's the best way to measure radio audiences? What's the best way to measure print audiences? Uh, how do I test ads to see if they're effective? How, how, what's the optimum frequency with which a, an ad can be exposed before mm-hmm. it starts to wear out? Uh, how long does it take uh, a, a new ad to kind of wear in right. and, beca- and, and embed itself in people's memory. So these, those are <laughs> right. core questions. Right. And to some degree, those are still the questions that we deal with. But right. now we deal with it on a vastly more complicated um, um, uh, landscape right. of, of media and advertising communications. But those are still the that's still what the era the is there to question, do. Right. So we run conferences. We do. We conduct research. Okay. When we conduct research, uh, like, for example, a study that we did last year, uh, trying to quantify the economic value Mm -hmm. to an advertiser being adjacent to something that's kind of similar to them. Right. You know, so it's, it's contextual advertising. Um, 30 different companies from uh, the ARF were an organization of about 400 companies in total. Okay. So we had about 30 sponsors, Mm -hmm. uh, but they're companies that, not only are on the opposite side of the negotiating table, but they sometimes compete with right. each other or they're so nobody, none of them can hijack the study. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they can't, right. uh, you know, they, it has to be kind of above board. So sure. that's our function is okay. to try to um, um, maintain, sh- maintain, you know, objectivity. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of take the high road right. and, 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 and do objective work. Um, and, and some of that is work that we do directly. Sometimes we'll, uh, give a platform to work that we think is exemplary that could be done by sure. uh, other companies. Okay. But we 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 have we publish uh, the Journal of Advertising Research, which is the kind of leading yeah. um, academic publication. It's it's about fifty percent academics and fifty percent uh, uh, practitioner okay. uh, studies. But it's it's a it's it's a peer rev- reviewed. Uh, journal. Okay. I actually just did a blind review of, of a submission from China yesterday right. yeah, uh, on social media. Interesting. You know, yeah. so they're, uh, I guess I shouldn't even be saying that. It's <laughs> supposed to be blind. But, but anyway, you know, that, that that's that's the kind of thing that we okay. do. Yeah. So when you think about your board, you think about your members, um, what are, you know, things that are keeping the industry up at night? I think... Well, I, don't I mean, know if the whole industry can yeah. be up at night, but you know, there's yeah, a really no, no. worrisome. Well, look, I mean, you know, so uh, digital continues to transform, right, uh, and disrupt all aspects of uh, culture and sure. American uh, business, right. uh, American politics, right. uh, everything, mm-hmm. um, and so that continues to be something that everyone uh, is is contending with, um, both 
in positive and negative uh, 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 context. Sure. Um, and so that that's certainly one very big important area. Uh, I'd say, you know, almost all members of our uh, um, uh, ecosystem mm-hmm. are uh, trying to figure out how to profit from that, how to uh, leverage uh, digital, digital transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, some Now, that might be if you're a media company trying to figure out how to get people to pay for right. content or how to, I mean, in the context of advertising, since that's been an important source of economic support for um, uh, media companies mm-hmm. and, and marketers, of course, need to be there because that's where consumers have gone. Right. Um, then the whole set of questions about how you uh, analyze and plan and evaluate uh, media activities um, across all these digital right. touch points, uh, given the fact that most of the measurement has been far from perfect. Right. And it's very ironic because the whole idea of digital in part was supposed to be, oh, yeah. You, you get know, so much data. That, so much data yeah. and all this fe- feedback. But, yeah. you know, if you're not selling the product through the digital channel right. and you have all these upstream communications that can affect what people do, right. you know, if, the, if, if you assign all the credit for the sale to whatever was the last touch before the mm-hmm. sale, you're, you're going to make mistakes and misallocate your media. So uh, that's kind of what this conference that we're having today, today uh, yes. about multi-touch attribution right. is about. Um, it, so I think that's, that is uh, a, a very complex um, and important area that I'd say is probably at the top of the sure. list of, of almost everybody, um, certainly of all the marketers. Right. Uh, but I'd say of everybody else as well, they want to be, if you're, if you're selling media, you want to be fairly, fairly evaluated. If you're buying the media, you, you want to spend your money right. uh, in, in a sensible way. Sure. And it is very um complex and so and so that is uh and and it continues to get more complex because just because we have more uh touch points uh 10 years ago the smartphone came along it's hard to imagine that it it didn't exist a lot longer than that but it's really only been a decade and it you know of course throws off everything uh, an enormous amount of of uh exhaust Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) you know of of digital footprints um that we're still learning how to um uh, analyze and, and and make use of um, the fact that everybody's got you know usually at least three devices yeah. you know a phone a tablet a desktop probably an addressable television right. anymore you know and then a you know maybe a watch right. and we move into Internet of Things yes. and marketers have opportunities to advertise Go. to people right. without even having media in yeah. between you know it's <laughs> like right. you know you it's a, it's, yeah. it's you're going direct yeah. onto their their fitbit right. or d- cars um uh, you know home security <laughs> systems uh elevators taking you up and down or taxi i mean right. you're constantly in the contact with of, some kind right. of advertising which may or may not have media right. and as we move farther out into internet of things as you use your Alexa to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, manipulate the uh, activities at your house or whatever, right. you know, you, there are just all these marketing touch yes. points which generate data. Right. Um, uh, and as I say, they may or may not include some kind of media consumption as as part of it. So all of this just makes for, I mean, the, the pace of technological change continues to be faster right. than the ability of the uh, uh, analytic wings of all of these to organizations be able to keep up, to keep up with it. it. Right. So, so you know, everyone's you know racing, racing. as fast as you can, uh, and and uh, and 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 working very hard to try to 
make sense of it and establish best do, practices. Do you so. think, I often find that sometimes it does feel that the, the rate and pace of change is so fast that it's, 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 it feels sometimes hard to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that artificial intelligence plays a part here in terms of our analytics to be able to code and, you know, build the right alg- algorithms to get the information faster? I think it probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it isn't there yet. Sure. Uh, I think most of what we call artificial intelligence now isn't really that. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, machine learning machine is learning is, is, is a step on the way to AI. Right. But AI is really where the machines become smart enough to where they, they figure out how to adjust their own algorithms. That's right. And, uh, yeah. you know, they it, it's 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 kind of a, a, a pretty yeah. developed um, uh, uh Capability. Right. So, I mean, that may that may simplify things. Right. Um, I mean, I think at some level, what we what we do as human beings uh, is we compensate. Right. So, our uh, brains can do certain kinds of things, and and if if your devices, I mean, think about how much you've probably outsourced your memory to your phone. A lot. I mean, you know, so, I hardly know any phone numbers. Well, yeah. So, but I mean, even things like you know people's names, yes. someone that you met, yes. you can't quite remember, but it, you've got it in your calendar. Right. You can find it. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, it's in your 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 email right. trail. You know, um, there's just a bunch of stuff right. like that where where you know your brain is. I don't have to remember it you, anymore. You, d- right. you don't have to. And right. there are people who argue that, you know, maybe we're making ourselves dumber right. uh, because we no longer uh, place the same right. demands for uh, memory retrieval, right. computation, things like that. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know whether that's yeah. true or not. Right. But I know that it's a, uh, a mechanism available to us and, and we tend to conserve energy. If, you will. Sure. We, if we can figure out a way to just make it a little bit easier on ourselves and and save the resources to do something else and to some degree that's that's progress right um there's no particular reason you know if i can have a a computer do a lot of mathematical computations for me that i should have to work it all out by by hand right i mean you probably want to do that to understand how it works in the first place Uh, but then after that but after that you know so so uh uh you know i i think we we certainly are in a. Uh, the the question becomes in my mind as we uh, try and sneak advertising into all those little crevices. Right. You know, as we go from thirty second TV spots to fifteen second to yeah. six second to right. two second. Right. Okay. So how how much communication can actually happen in that short time? I yeah. mean, the, and you talk about what we're working on at the ARF right now. Right. I mean, that's I mean, that's the, it. you know, yeah. what's wh- what can we say about six seconds? Uh, you know, commercials yeah. or two-second commercials, can they? Um, in, in, under what conditions are they effective? effective. Right. Um, and what does it start doing to the perception of of clutter? Right. Uh, to an already diminishing amount of consumer attention. Right. Um, you and know, then also frequency too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because so it, all, right. all of these things are, are you know you can you can go into a lab and and do a, a and test testing, yeah. on you know an individual unit, mm-hmm. uh, but what you actually have to do is to kind of observe it in nature where sure. where more realistic uh, distractions are present right. and levels of attention are as variable as they are when people are are multitasking. I mean, we don't. We're 10 years into smartphones and we still don't really have a very good view, I think, of of 
how multitasking affects our receptivity to any kind of communication. Yes. And productivity. And productivity or <laughs> anything else. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah. I, would, I would tend to agree with you. Yeah. So, so th welcome to our world. That, that, that's, the, that's the set of kinds yeah. of questions. So ROI and attribution sure. is a part of it, part but, of I, it. but I right. think it's, it, it, it's, it's also fair in the tradition from 1936 right. of the ARF to ask basic questions about how we communicate and how, what makes for a great commercial right. in these greater variety of formats that we have and, and how to use it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely a point of change. I try to not have it keep me up at night, I know. <laughs> but it is exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. And are you guys, do you guys address topics like uh, specific creative or ad topics or anything like that? Or is it really the measure, the, the mission? Well, we, we, we don't uh, hire out to uh, test creative. Sure. No, I understand um, that. But right. we, um, um, we do uh, address questions and have addressed questions of how to, how to test creative right. and what are the best processes um, and compared methods sure. and and reconciled the test data to in-market performance okay. and other things that help to validate one approach versus, versus another. another. So, so there's, there's um, a rich uh, literature of that. And, you know, I mean, what we do every, every year, basically, and we've just uh, done it earlier this week, right. is kind of lay out... Uh, a map of some here's some here's like five things we could you know uh, put together as uh, major research initiatives. Right. Um, tell us members, you which, know which which which, which, which of these uh, would be the most uh, useful, mm -hmm. and and then we you know sort of work from there and try and put it together. And sometimes people are contributing money to make it happen. And sometimes they're contributing data. Right. Uh, sometimes it's their creative. Right. Okay, so then we actually will get involved in, in, in you know, uh, yeah. actually, you know, uh, taking apart and doing diagnostic because they've offered it as part of a, a general sure. purpose uh, study. Yeah. Um, Sounds like exciting times. It is. <laughs> it is indeed. I can tell. I mean, just watching you get, yeah. you get fired up about it, which yeah. is really nice. It's, it's good to have that passion. Yeah. Um, I want, I, I'm going to wrap up the interview, but I did want to ask you a fun question. Okay. What is your favorite ad adverti advertisement? Well, is that a fair question, or are you? It is a fair one, and it's really kind of easy. So I, okay. I came up, um, you know, on the media side. I mean, okay. I said my first job was at, Time. at Time Magazine. Yeah. Uh, I went on to work for Time Inc. for uh, some years, and then shifted over to Time Warner, Warner. which is where I started right. working on uh, television and, and, and the transition to digital and things like that. And then I uh, moved to Condé Nast okay. and uh, headed research at Condé Nast for 14 years. Um, so my roots are really in magazines, and okay. I still read magazines. I love magazines. Um, and I think that you know my favorite ads yeah. would always be magazine, magazine. ads. Okay. Uh, and, and the reason for that is they tend to be, you know, beautiful or informative, mm -hmm. but they also, they're not interruptive. They're you not, choose to yeah, you decide you how much you want to look in that, right. at that picture and mm -hmm. imagine yourself mm -hmm. on that beach right now, right. or, you know, in that, in that room right. or eating that or, drink or wearing that right. that new dress right. or whatever you know whatever sure. whatever the whatever right. whatever the the fantasy yeah. is um so that for me is is like magnetic right. as opposed to uh, intrusive it's right. it's pulling you in that says a lot I, actually and i and right. so i still think it's the most uh consumer friendly mm -hmm. 
modality. Right. Uh, I think out-of-home advertising has that. And I actually think search advertising. That's true, because uh, you're actually it, going. You've kind of given, you've indicated an yeah. interest, and then it's it's giving Getting you out. information <laughs> relative, you know, that's so relevant to what right. you're interested in. Yeah, and, and so I, to, to me, that involves uh, um, a level of permission sure. that is missing from some of the other uh, uh, ad formats. And, and, and the most offensive usually being things like pop-up ads right. and, you know, screen takeovers click, click, and things like away. that. Yeah. The, um, you know, I, I don't think I'm the only person who's observed that the kind of mental metaphor that we often have in advertising uh, is martial. It's it's very warlike. We right. talk about ad campaigns, right. uh, you know, takeovers. With consumers are targets. Right. This it's this very actually, hostile, right. militarized metaphor that right. we're carrying around all the time. Yeah. And you know, and then we wonder why people are you know are firing up, right. or they're or they're using ad blockers, right. or they're right. or they're um, going over the top. Uh, and and getting commercial free television programs and and just other things to try and right. you know reclaim control. Right. So my favorite ads are the ones that don't excite that. Yes, they're the yeah. ones that 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 people right. uh, you know kind of agree right. to engage with. And and it, I think it works really well in in especially in vertical magazines like Vogue magazine right. or something like that where you know the the ads are are a major part of the benefit right. of the publication. I mean, they're every bit as pretty as right. the the photographs that are part of the editorial, and so yeah. it's it's it, it's kind of part of the it's part of the good part right. of of, of that media consumption. Yeah. So. I, I I really I never thought of it that way, but I really like it uh -huh. uh, because I, I do think that many times. You know, I have two children, and it's 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 almost like we're trying to protect them from seeing certain things. And it's you know, sometimes you feel like you you you're on a lockdown, right? Right. But having a magazine, having something that you get to control, right, is is optimal at least as a parent. Yeah. Um, but even as a consumer, yeah. just to be able to choose to look at it when I want to look at yeah. it. And yeah. not be you relax and, exactly. and, and you're less likely to try and, and do I would three things at once. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's a very effective form of advertising. But I, I, I think it, it's worthwhile thinking about how to do more of that kind of yes. permission based advertising uh, on the other platforms. Yeah. And you make a really good point. Sorry, I did just another good point here in, in terms of, you know, why are we surprised that people are turning off the advertisements. Uh, and that's an excellent point as well. I mean, you know, even in market research, why are we surprised when people don't take the survey when it's 35 minutes? Yeah. It's, it's the same respect. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, thank you for stopping by. Sure. I really enjoyed the conversation. My and pleasure. hopefully we'll have you back soon. Okay, great. Thank, thank you. you. This wraps up this version of Data Gurus. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Data Gurus Podcast. This episode has ended. But your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.datagurusepodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. exclusively. That's www.datagurusepodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.